with vip playlist i am here with my co-host adam if stubbing your toe was a person rodriguez oh wow that's a good one <laughs> you like that one yeah i like that <laughs> uh, that's a little shout out from uh enormous adam he's part of our patreon if you want to give adam a cool nickname like that or whatever uh join our patreon <laughs> <laughs> uh we also have a special guest with us tonight you want to introduce yourself and what band and what you do for the band? Sure. Uh, my name's Tony, and um, I sing for Space Weather. Uh, and I think yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So funny story real quick before we get into all this. I went to message you, and I don't ever know what people use. I don't know if they use like Facebook. So I always go check and see like how active they are. And uh, I went to go message you on Facebook and apparently we'd messaged each other before, but it was, we, we had one message to each other and it was pretty much about how we like to have clean buttholes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's very interesting. It's the, the bidet gang, man. <laughs> oh, we were talking about bidets. Yeah, I yeah. just installed a new bidet. <laughs> that was definitely, um, that was like the big thing, like, right? Whenever people needed toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, man. I, that's exactly why I installed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, Adam doesn't wash his booty after he poos. So, Adam, you got you to gotta get the bidet. Yeah, bro. yeah. I just, you know, I'm still in like... <laughs> The 1800s with the yeah, uh, with the, the wet stone wipes. age, bro. <laughs> yeah, I need to up my game. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, now today, man, we're gonna make a playlist, and this is gonna have some of your favorite music on it. We'll ask you a bunch of questions about what you listen to with your parents and everything like that. Um, is there anything you want to name this thing? Um. So I guess I'm gonna name it. Uh, songs that you uh listen to while eat, while you eat spaghetti you know something to that uh effect perfect <laughs> i got songs to listen to while eating spaghetti love it perfect perfect all right sweet man uh the first songs we kind of like to add on here are um basically just songs you remember listening to with your parents that maybe you still kind of go back to or just, you know, some of those old songs that maybe your parent or guardian showed you, maybe like road trips or anything like that when you were a kid? Sure. 
Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, Billy Joel, uh, which, I mean, I still, I don't listen to Billy Joel as much these days, but it's definitely uh, as far as like from the singer songwriter aspect, I always thought Billy Joel was just really good at what he does. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's one of the earlier stuff. I think my parents, they had like a, you know, greatest hits they would listen to that a lot in the car and they listened to a lot of real old school stuff. And I had a lot of friends growing up that listened to things like Led Zeppelin and ACDC and my, I never really had much, much exposure to that side of like rock. Uh, interestingly enough, but as far as what specific songs from Billy Joel, I mean, Allentown is definitely one of the ones that I like a lot. Uh, nice. That's not even one on his top five, man. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's like, as far as like what he does, I mean, singing, the way that he sings and playing the piano to me is also, I always thought was very impressive. I mean, he <laughs> really can hold his melody lines down and yeah. singing in such a specific way while, you know, also having his hand on the keys. and. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got a great voice and, and man, I, I, I'm a sucker for piano, man. I love piano. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. So you guys just released a song in February, so a couple of months ago, right? Um, yes. How has the reception been? And, you know, what's what's coming next? Like, what's next? So uh, the reception has been really good. Um, the song uh, is called Silent Hex, and uh, it got a lot of positive feedback. And I think, I mean, me personally, I was worried because it was a bit different than what we have done in the past. Mm -hmm. I think this song, genre-wise, uh, it was kind of different because we didn't really have any effects on the guitars or anything, and there were no clean guitars either. It was really just uh, distortion throughout. But yeah, uh, And the choruses, too, of the song, um, we definitely went for a, simpler, a more simple route um, but there's still a lot of syncopation going on and uh, it definitely um, is a complex song with some of the intricate riffs that are going on. Yeah. Uh, it's actually one of the hardest songs for us to play. We, <clears throat> we don't play it live right now only because uh, in order for us to do it, everybody needs to have a click track on them, which, you know, there's a lot of uh, types of songs that may be from a band that, you can kind of just play freestyle and it always sounds cool. And, but this is the type of song because of how simple it is uh, in some parts, but also very tight. So, um, and it does change time signatures a lot too. And that's the other thing, but yeah. it, uh, the, the precision between all the band members is, uh, is really important, which is why uh, we have yet to uh, play it to a live audience. It's uh, it's very groovy. I like. I really like how y'all went for the groove in the chorus, man. It's it's extremely groovy. Uh, thank you. Yeah, when yeah. I um, when I was writing it, the melody line for the chorus actually came first. Uh, and I know for a lot of bands, sometimes uh, the music is written and then the vocals go on top. But mm -hmm. um, I think the chord progression was there. But um, after I wrote the vocal melody, I ended up changing some of the notes on the guitar in the chorus to kind of uh, follow exactly what the vocal melody is doing um, to kind of add like an 
kind of an extra emphasis on the melody itself. So, but I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I will say that. Um, so we listened to, which I've heard in space weather. I, I actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure space weather EP came out, what, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I remember y'all pushing that back in like 2019, somewhere around there. Cause uh, that was back when I was big into like the, the DGD groups on Facebook and stuff like that. So that's kind of my first introduction was the space weather EP like way back then. But I will say that as far as like musicianship, y'all have grown so much in, in that time, uh, you know, with your, um, I mean, for starting from like, and I'm not saying the space weather EP was bad at all by any means, because it's, it's really good, but just the way you're, I don't know, just the way the song sounds and the instruments and, and everything, you can tell that, you know, the vocals, like everything is, as just, y'all have just grown so much as, as musicians, starting with like Montero, the, the cover y'all did. Oh, thanks. Know. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing whenever the ep came out i didn't know what i was doing um in terms of like (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i still don't know what i'm doing but um when i wrote the ep i was just getting familiar with a daw for the first time so um whenever it was recorded i mean the how it sounded in my pre-production versus the actual recordings. I, I had no idea what to expect. Um, and I like how it came out. Um, but with, uh, silent hex and, uh, all the future music that we have going on. I mean, I did spend a lot of time, uh, working in pro tools, uh, and just getting a better idea. It was a lot easier for me to figure out the sounds that I wanted. Yeah. And, so by the time I got the masters, obviously, you know, what I recorded officially sounds better than what I've done in the past, but there was a lot closer of a line. So I kind of had a better understanding of what I was doing going in. Yeah. So I think that definitely played a bigger part. Uh, getting a better understanding of it helped me kind of refine my songwriting. Did you use the same person to um, master it for both releases or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who did y'all use? Uh, we went with Chris Crummett, actually. Nice. nice. Um, Very cool. Yeah. And it's also nice because working with him the second time, too, um, there's always uh, the kind of a dialogue between a musician and, you know, who's producing and, yeah. uh, you know, um, making things, uh, you know, the ability to clarify things between them and having that conversation going and, and so working with Chris the second time, it was a lot easier because we already knew each other. So yeah, very helpful. Kind of knew what to expect already, everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's so, a really cool guy. So yeah, yeah. He's done, uh, he's done a lot of amazing work as well. So do you play instruments? Like just, I know you do vocals in the band, but do you play anything? Um, I actually, uh, I actually write everything too. Okay. Um, so to put it into perspective, uh, the EP from 2018 was written and recorded completely by me. Oh, wow. um, I started playing drums at a pretty early age. and Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get into with this yeah. question. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got into drums pretty early on. And then I 
did guitar soon after that. And I've, I've always been singing, I guess. So, and then the bass came around the same time as guitar, uh, but writing and recording the EP, like I just had a lot of music that I had written and I knew I wanted to do something with it. And I kind of just went for it and went on my own and did it. And after the EP came out, then it was a lot easier to find band members. Um, yeah. And then for Silent Hex um, and the future music, uh, the, ma- the majority of it is still written by me. Uh, Silent Hex was recorded uh, completely by me, but the intro riff to the song um, was written by uh, one of the guitarists in the band. He gave that riff to me and then I helped uh, kind of re- refine it. And then I added the uh, lead guitar riff over it. And then from there, I kind of just wrote the rest of the song. It kind of uh, progressed pretty naturally from there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I do the, the majority of the songwriting, um, nice. including that's, with that's, the music going forward as well. That's hella talent, man. That's, that's yeah, very for sure. Like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even realize that that's, that's really awesome. And so yeah. like who or what got you into singing in the first place? Um, I don't know. I guess like with singing, uh, my parents kind of made me do it <laughs> as a little kid. Um, and I didn't like doing it at the time, but like growing up in high school and stuff, I was always a tenor, but sometime after I graduated high school, I realized I was able to like get an even higher part of my range that I didn't know I could do. And I, and by that point I was already writing music as well, but it was a little bit lower because I didn't know how to access um, certain parts of uh, my range. So yeah, a lot of the artists that I'm sure we'll go over like playlist wise have in some shape or form been an influence though on my voice as well. So yeah, man. So what was those first things you like to sing, man? Just, I know you I probably like not, not including like, I'm sure you were in choir, so not the choir songs, but just in your free time. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, like growing up, like there was, I listened to a lot of, it first went into things like from like Lincoln Park. Yeah. Um, that's good stuff. Yeah. And which my voice, you know, it sounds nothing like that guy, but uh, yeah. it was still always fun to like, just like sing that, those kind of things. But uh, once I got introduced to, you know, some earlier elements of like pop punk and like post hardcore, I mean, like I listened to a lot of like Seosin's like self-titled. I think that was mm. my favorite album for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of got me into like the rabbit hole of like uh, Circa Survive and uh, different bands of that genre. And mm-hmm. so, let's uh, give me your favorite Linkin Park song, man. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> it's funny because. I have a friend that when we, when one of us listens to Lincoln Park, we tell the other person that we are, because every time it happens, we seem to get into like one of those, uh, like where you listen to the same band for like three weeks straight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm a big fan of definitely like their first three albums are pretty big for me. I guess a lot of people would normally say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that one song. Um, also, their reanimation album too. I'm also a big fan oh, of. Oh yeah. But yeah, um, as le- at least from a hybrid theory, I really like the last song on the album, which is uh, "Pushing Me Away." Um, everybody likes the song in the end. You know, that's always a good song. But um, yeah, yeah. 
And then um, from Meteora, I'm obviously a big fan of uh, the song Faint. Love the song Numb, too. Um, and then from Minutes to Midnight, I mean, geez. Like, Shadow of the Day is a really good song. Um, and actually, I know that song, there was a lot of people singing that song after Chester Bennington died. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and there's also a song on Minutes to Midnight called Valentine's Day that is definitely on the way popular side. But when I was growing up as a kid, I, I loved it, especially yeah. even the format of the song, because it was one of those songs that had like a general buildup. And then at the end of the song, it just it goes hard, but only for a little bit. And then suddenly the song's over. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he won a hell of a vocalist, man. I saw something about him today on TikTok, and it was that that fucking 17-second fry scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God yeah. damn, no more, boy. No more sorrow. I think yeah, that, it's either a, that or from giving up. But Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy, oh, my God, stuff. dude. Yeah, he, dude, and it's, the, the craziest part is he goes from, like, directly from the 17 second fry scream directly back into singing like as soon as he's done he's got to hit the uh, hit the note and it, he yeah. fucking nails it that's the most impressive shit i've ever seen yeah uh let's go with uh, some seosin man all right yeah seosin i mean their self-titled is to me like uh it's like one of those things where it's like i really it's hard to find a bad song um yeah i know like i'm a big fan of uh sleepers uh, that's one of those songs that uh, it's more similar to their translating the name EP as far as like uh, like the format of the song. There's only two choruses. You know how a lot of uh, you know a lot of singles or things you'd hear on the radio typically do a chorus three times. Yeah. But uh, it's like that was one of their songs. Where it's like they were. It's like short and to the point. Um, but it's hard hitting and like everything you want to hear in a song is there. And, Obviously, Voices is a great song. Uh, yeah. Love the hi-hat beat and that. Some Sense of Security is a really good closer for that album. It's like one of the few songs in that album that they do piano. Yeah. Um, they would they would do live as well. I'm pretty sure their bassists would do it. But um, Man, did you see? So they released that on vinyl. It was like a special, like, what was it? Like a shit, like... I don't remember. 20 year, I think, something like that. And it was some. Oh, yeah. I think they did it for translating the name. Six. Or original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And that shit sold out in like 20 fucking minutes. Oh, yeah. It's insane, dude. That vinyl was fucking beautiful, too. It had all the like songs and shit all over. It was was fucking cool. I think it had the lyrics to all the the lyrics to all the songs. Like one spiral. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That was pretty cool. That shit looked dope, man. Uh, Circus Survive? Circus Survive. Uh, my favorite album from them is, uh, I guess it's probably their, their second one. Um, on Letting Go? Yeah. That album to me, like, production-wise, like, I feel like that type of production wouldn't work on a lot of different types of, uh, like, different bands in the genre, genre but it works so well for yeah. them. Gosh, this whole album is just crazy. Uh, it really is. I love the song "In the Morning" and "Amazing." I think that was like one of the first times mm, I got yeah. introduced to like a different time signature, but in a in a very friendly way. I don't know. It's like you hear some bands that will do time signature changes that uh, 
in a way it almost feels kind of awkward right yeah. um, but uh the tom beat in that song i mean they just it just works so naturally the difference between medicine and poison the do- is the is in the dose mm-hmm. is yeah. also such a timeless song i mean yeah it really is i feel like i know what i'm going to listen to after <laughs> yeah i think i'm going to do the same actually it's been a while yeah. i have that yeah. i have it on vinyl so oh nice yeah yeah the, man that album i i hated that album when it first came out i did i don't know why i think it I, actually i do know why it's because it was considered post-hardcore oh yeah and I didn't understand what about it was. You were, expect, you were expecting one thing, popped it yes. in, got another, and you were like, "What the hell?" And yeah, and like later on, you realize, "Hey, this is great." It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just you amazing. felt you felt lied to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why. I and it wasn't like them. It. it was like whoever, you know, you yeah. buy your CD at Haste. It's like we're fans of blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure like they wouldn't categorize no. or like. You know, I mean, it's like that's always such a thing for bands releasing their stuff is people will put them in a label. Yeah. I think back then, I don't think Circa survived. Like, I don't think there was like a correct for fans of that. You could put them into that because I nothing. Mean, yeah. That we would know probably. Yeah. Because they were the label they were on, you know, had a bunch of like post hardcore screamo bands and shit like that. Yeah. And like, that's what the four fans of was going off of. And it, and, it, and it's not, I don't think, they didn't fit into any of that shit. And I think that's why I kind of felt betrayed, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, after just growing up and giving it a chance, it's literally just the most beautiful yeah. album ever. <laughs> I love like all their work, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Green is just fucking insane, mm-hmm. dude. His voice and his writing style and his lyrics and, uh, they're, yeah, they're all next level. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Was that was that something like your introduction? I know Lincoln Park was your introduction to this type of like just rock so, and all that shit. Or me getting introduced to like Lincoln Park, for example. I guess my sister had a Hybrid Theory CD just mm-hmm. hanging around, yeah. and I I was only like you know maybe nine or ten listening to that like and. I think if my parents like listened to it, they probably would be like, why are you listening to this? But cause like, I'm not, and I wasn't like an angry <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. nine slash 10 year old. I'm just like headbanging to this, like not knowing why it sounds so cool, but it just does. But I know in ninth grade, I had a friend on the bus who gave me a whole bunch of CDs. And I think from the CDs, I, it got me into, uh, at the time, like an internet rabbit hole from yeah. then going on to MySpace. And then, cause at the time that's how bands were just like oh, community yeah, yeah. bands and right. Um, somehow I found Samson and I think voices was the first one that I heard. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to seven years, not understanding, not realizing that they, there was a different singer and being like, wow, right. they sound they sound so different, but still like the core things are there, but like, why does the singer sound different? And, you know, I'm, I'm like a dumb, like 14 year old kid, not knowing like what's going yeah. on. But, um, I mean, once I heard Sayosin though, I mean, the rest was kind of history from there. Then I really started digging into all the bands associated. Yeah, um, for sure. Got you. 
Listen up, all you VIP peers. VIP players. Goddamn Patreon now. Scared <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive. I did. We have a Patreon now. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> and a Discord. Yeah. And a YouTube. Discord. Come but join. No it. webcams yet. No webcams. You can't see our beautiful face. Not yet. Yeah. Shout out to Enormous Adam on Discord. Hit him up if you need a Discord. He did a great job on ours. It looks cool. But guess what? You won't know how it looks unless you join that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) If you would, please join our Discord and our Patreon. It would be really cool of you. We would love you forever. We'd still love you forever, even if you don't. Yeah. But you join the Patreon, you're going to get stickers. stickers. You get to dehumanize me. Yes. I don't know what that means. Go look at the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's and it. Subscribe to our fucking YouTube channel. Yeah, comment. Thank you. Review, subscribe. We yeah, love you more. all that stuff. Do everything that you do for all the people that you love on YouTube. Do it for us too. Yeah. Thanks. We love you. There is like a very, very like technical style, I guess. Guitars. I don't know what you'd call it, like time signatures and things like that. And I know. Circus Arrive kind of did that a little bit, but what was like your go-to for, I guess, math rock is what they call it nowadays? Um, so in, I don't know if it was 2007 or 2008, maybe it was even sometime after that, but I remember on Christmas day, cause my brother, uh, my brother who plays bass for the band, he nice. always listened to similar kind of things but they were typically on the softer side um but he discovered i remember on christmas day he found um this town needs guns oh yeah ttng yeah so they had their album animals and that was uh that was pretty huge for me as far as uh you know i was like oh these things sound like so complex but all the guitars are clean you know the drums are super tight and they're changing time signatures like crazy i don't understand half of what's going on here but i love yeah. it yeah ttng they, they got a lot of people they, they everybody loved that that was that's just that album animal specifically is mentioned yeah. so much it, especially because when i was growing up um i really didn't like time signature changes a lot for the most part my brother did um now i'm definitely a way bigger fan of them but i'm still pretty selective about you know bands that do things like that because as I said before, it's like sometimes when bands do it, it's like they're kind of trying to force it into a song rather than, you know, sure. making it very cohesive sounding. And yeah. But in this town needs guns. I mean, they, the way they always did it to me, I always just thought it sounded spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. You got a song from that album? Uh, let's see. I really like the song Lemur. That song is mostly actually in 4-4, four, four, but they have sections of five, which I always thought was cool. And Baboon is also a really good one, too. Were you, like, uh, classically, not classically trained, I guess, but were you, like, taught how to play all these instruments, uh, or did you teach yourself? Um, I w- had lessons in the drums for mm-hmm. a little bit, um, but guitar um, and bass, uh, I just have, I always taught myself. Um, That's awesome. I took, I took piano lessons too when I was like five, but all I wanted to do was play video games. So that <laughs> didn't last very long. Yeah. But then at some point in ninth grade, I just 
I took a class in music theory and uh, after I took that theory class, I like, I just like instantly knew how to play piano. I don't really know how to explain that, but <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, the three, it's just the theory, three days right? kind of just clicked for me. Yeah. So, and yeah. then I started playing the piano a lot. Just a beast. Right. Doing these, these podcasts, I understand a little better now, but before, I mean, I, I listened to like, you know, all the, the math rock bands like, you know, Chon and Strawberry Girls and all these other different bands that do like the time signature changes and shit. And I don't know what I'm hearing. Yeah, it, it's uh, like, I think I it's always don't cool. have like a trained ear or anything like I can't I, I don't yeah. know anything about time signatures. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and I think what matters, though, like regardless of like one having a trained ear or not is that you enjoy it right because like yeah 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 exactly like i always want at least my hope is that with the future music we're doing we're we are doing some time signature changes but i still hope that it's like accessible for everybody yeah so no that's exciting yeah yeah for sure man how long have you guys you know been a band i think it's pretty cool that you're you have your brother in a band uh in the band as well i mean yeah um I would say that at this point we've been a band. I don't know. The the timeline is a little bit tricky, but because I don't think I had a full band until I want to say like late summer, early fall of like 2019. So I've probably had a band for a little less than four years because I always had people who maybe wanted to be in the band, but it was like, it was really hard to get people together. And honestly, it was kind of hard to find people to be committed to the project until after I recorded the music. And then people realized that this was like a thing that was being taken seriously, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, it took, it took the longest to find a drummer though. That was definitely. We get that a lot. Basically any of the bands that ever amounted to anything or even didn't, it's all because they were either all in or like maybe, you know, there was a, I forget what band we were talking to, but he was like, you know, we had everything going for us. We had, you know, a large tour going, we were probably going to sign. And then there was just like one person that just didn't want yeah. to take it to that level. And it kind of just, you know, once yeah, yeah. you're strong as your weakest link, right? So that guy kind of fell through and the rest of them were like, well, uh, okay, I guess we're out too, you yeah. know? So that was um, intent. And he, uh, yeah. he said that they had a, uh, they, they had a, it was a summer tour with rise against. That's right. That they wow. were, that they were going to be a part of. And what band was that? Is it, it was, a band called uh, Image Intent, but it wasn't that But it that wasn't band. them. It was, a, it was yeah. like their... One of the members of that band was telling artist us. or bassist or something? Bassist, yeah. yeah. Bassist, yes. And another band. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think we got the name of that band. Yeah, he didn't tell us the name of that band. But yeah, he said when he was like 18, 19 years old, uh, he was in a, in, a, in a band. And they were they were doing really well. They they booked this like summer tour with, with Rise Against. And it was... Shit, dude! It was one of their big albums that had just come out that they they were going to do support for, mm-hmm. and then their one of their members just just dropped out, man. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Yeah, and he just got like, too real yeah. for him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I would say sucks, for like for this band, like it, you know, getting to a point where 
we are getting, we're looking to tour and stuff, but, uh, that also being said, uh, I do basically keeping tabs on a lot of things like, because some band members aren't able to make that happen, but, um, yeah. I'm always, always going to try and make that happen. So, you know, there's always a lot of people on that I'm, you know, ready to reach out to, to kind of help make that happen as far as replacement members go. Cause my brother, who's the bassist, he is a teacher and he's also a dad. Um, yeah. and, uh, our guitarist, he is also a teacher, um, at a, the college level, but, um, the school oh, that he teaches at is they, their, uh, schedule is pretty strange. So it's like, he'll be working in these different blocks as opposed to having like a summer break and like a spring break. Like oh, they do like quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so it, it's harder for him to tour and like those things are always, they're understandable because, you know, life gets in the way, but yeah, well, there ain't we get much to that money point, in music, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when we get to that point, I'll, we'll always have like different members that we'll find fill-ins for, but yeah. That's what's up. Hell yeah, dude. So let's talk about that cover real quick. <laughs> what made y'all want to do the Montero cover? I mean, it's a good song. Honestly, my drummer, he just, the song came out and he's like, we should do a cover of this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I had a lot of guitar parts that I uh, already had going on anyways. So I kind of just like mix and matched a bunch of stuff and, my guitarist he was like well i have a seven string so like let's bust that out and yeah he's like i have a 12 string acoustic so let's restring that and use that and we just we did it as quickly as we could to um as far as like recording it and because we because we just self-produced it because we just wanted to get it out there um yeah and it was also something we were doing while waiting for getting mixes back from uh we recorded in 2021 in February, which actually Silent Hex was one of those songs. So it's crazy to think about that. That song was recorded almost two years later. Yeah. Before. The process but, takes so long sometimes, man. Yeah. So we were in the middle of waiting for those mixes and we were like, might as well do something. So, but that actually came out pretty cool. Um, I think that did kind of show it more of the direction of what we were going into um, mm -hmm. as far as like the technical aspect of it. So, yeah. So, is there any songs that you listen to like outside of the genre? Just, I mean, speaking of that cover, that covers, you know, way outside of the genre that y'all play. So, is there any, you know, artists that you enjoy that aren't? Yeah. I listen to a good amount of like indie. I listen to some R&B as well. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite artists, her name is Georgia Smith. Okay. And I probably started listening to her, gosh, I want to say not long after I recorded the EP. And I don't even remember how I found her. It was probably through Spotify. But yeah, her music, I mean, there's just a lot of different elements going on in the beats. But her vocal melodies are just, they are out of control. I mean, she's so talented. Yeah. Definitely a big influence on future music uh, vocally. Hmm. Nice. A good song from her is uh, it's called Goodbyes. It's uh, it's acoustic, but the melodies um, and from what I can tell from the recording itself, it doesn't really sound like 
there's there was like a click track involved kind of just sounds like she was just going off of you know kind of like a one take type of deal yeah uh, but the level of uh of the way she does her vocal roles and stuff it's it's a uh, you know it's very in my opinion difficult for a lot of singers to do the things that she does yeah um another song from her is uh it was from a more recent album um it's called digging and that uh song the vocal melody is still good but also all the the instruments behind it they are utilizing like the drum set and like uh synthesizers in a very uh unique way so yeah i look forward to checking that out that's awesome i i enjoy finding new like pop or you know pop adjacent or r&b jazz so i enjoy finding new new shit like that for sure yeah, it's definitely a, a completely different vibe from the music that we play. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's always, it puts uh, you in a different space. That's what I enjoy about doing this, you know, is if you if you listen to the same thing constantly, I have I have a theory, man. If you listen to the same shit over and over again, your music's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you're going to pull different, you know, different um influences from different areas and that's what makes bands unique and and good in my opinion yeah absolutely i i think when we're from a writing aspect i typically try not to uh it's like when i am writing i I try to stay away from any of the bands that even we that people say we sound like because i i mean i don't mind the comparisons but i don't want to be directly influenced from them while I'm writing. Um, right. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know if you've ever been compared to anybody that you don't enjoy, but is that, I mean, does that kind of suck a little when somebody's like, oh, you sound like this band and, and you're like, well, I fucking hate that band. <laughs> um, no, I don't think that's really ever happened. I also, oh, I don't, good, man. I guess I don't dislike a lot of bands as much as, uh, you know, I mean, it is, I guess like, it could be annoying when people make the same comparisons over and over again, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but usually the people who do that, I think are just focusing on maybe one song or something as well. So yeah, it, I feel like in my opinion, like, you know, you have to listen to our whole discography to really make a, you know, a better yeah, idea absolutely, like yeah. what our influences come from. Cause even the EP alone, um, I felt like all the songs were very different and definitely grabs from different things yeah yeah and that's that's what we try to do here is we try to you know listen to everything that that we can get our hands on to that way we can you know have a lot more to talk about than just listening to your new shit or your old shit or whatever you know absolutely so let's talk about some of your new shit man sure uh so we just got Silent Hex, of course, we've mentioned it quite a few times. So if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to Silent Hex. It's it's fucking great. How many songs do y'all have recorded to and set for release? If you can um, talk about it. Right now, we're looking at uh, ten of ten songs. Um, Silent Hex and Pyroclasm are two of those. Okay. But yeah, we're looking at a ten song release and uh they were so is, is this are y'all gonna do like an like an lp like a debut lp um i think so <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, we have a lot of options as far as how we want to release it um mm-hmm. and it's kind of difficult but we're figuring it out i guess the idea is you know just trying to make sure that 
the music that we have is exposed to as many people as possible yeah. so that by the time we do release it, you know, that it has a pretty solid following. Um, it's kind of unfortunate in like the industry that we are today, but it is kind of hard to release an album. If you don't do it right, then I feel like there's a lot of songs that, you know, songs that we worked hard on that could be go under the radar and, you know, not be yeah. noticed. So, yeah. But, and that's, I think the, the new standard is basically releasing like over half of the album as singles before you even release the album. Yeah. Because that way you, you have more of a chance to land on the, the, you know, the curated playlists and, and all that shit. Yeah. And it's sad too, because I think like when I was younger, you know, when a band was releasing an album, part of like the, the magic was like listening to all these songs yeah at once getting like one or two singles as like a teaser and then yeah so but at the same time you know when you're a smaller band too that's always not a bad move to do because um especially like if you get a fan later on down the road like way after you have a release all the music is still new to them so yeah yeah but yeah, the algorithm is a hard, hard game to play. Yeah, man, it's it it changed really fast. So I know yeah. there's a lot of people still. You know, I think I think with smaller bands, the issue is it's like the money probably because you can spend all this money on an LP, and then like you said, you know, the algorithms doesn't pick it up, and you pretty much just wasted all this money. Which, in in a sense, it's not necessarily a waste because you did what you wanted to do, but it's a waste in a sense that not a lot of people are going to hear it. So, yeah. I and, mean, and you want to make sure, you know, if you're writing something, you want to make sure that people are, you know, going to listen to it. So, especially if you're going to put that much money and time and effort and everything into it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I released the space weather EP, the self-titled back in 2018, I, uh, you know, looking back, I probably would have waited before doing it um, to, you know, kind of, I work on the different singles in, in that uh, EP because all of those songs I always felt like were good to stand off on their own in their own like unique way. Yeah. But because well after, I mean, it was during the pandemic that we decided to do a music video for one of those songs. And uh, that was definitely one of the better decisions that we made because, you know, there were still a lot of people that haven't heard of us and it was a great way for them to find it. And yeah, uh, even last year, I mean, we decided to do a little bit of advertising for it and we ended up getting a lot of new fans from different places. So yeah, I don't know, a band of, of a smaller size, there's always still like that cold audience, like that's never heard of you that, um, mm-hmm. yeah. that you know, you can kind of change up the game whenever you, whenever they're introduced to it, even if uh, your music's older. Yeah, for sure. Do y'all have like a release date for the next single or? Um, I don't want to pry too much. <laughs> well, we do not. Well, so the the first thing that we're going to do um, is we plan to release a music video for Silent Hex. At the time that we released a single for Silent Hex, we just finished recording the band footage. And there's also green screen footage as well that uh, we plan to, yeah, have a pretty funny, cheesy music video for it. So Nice. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we... Uh, we'll be releasing some more singles, but yeah, 
You know who's really good at that? There's a there's a post hardcore band. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're called um they just released an album. It's their first album since like twenty seventeen. They're called The Ongoing Concept. I believe I'm familiar with them. Yeah, okay. They're they're like a solid state band. Um solid state records. These dudes do all of it themselves. So I think they release like three or four singles with music videos for each one. And they shot all the music videos themselves. Mm-hmm. They edited them all themselves. I'm pretty sure they mix and master their own record. They did like all this shit themselves. And it's like, those dudes are hella talented. Like if you go watch their music videos and then go watch like the behind the scenes footage on how they made it, it's fucking nuts because I guess you got to trust the process, man. Cause while you're watching me like that looks nothing like what I just fucking watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a, you gotta have a lot of respect for bands that, um, you know, are putting in all the work for all the different areas of just like, yeah, of, you know, being in a band. Um, cause I mean, I, I can write songs, but there's so many aspects to being in a band that, uh, you know, are still a process to learn and, you know, managing, uh, a single release an album release. Those things are, are tough. Um, and yeah. if you mess, if you mess them up, it's like you said, you can, it, it can almost feel like a waste of your money if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's, you know, that's, it's so crazy to me too, because, um, slightly off topic, but kind of on topic is I actually knew a guy one time he was, um, his dad owned an air conditioner company and no, Adam, I'm not talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> My dad owns his own air conditioning company, but, um, his dad retired, left the company to him and he fucking quit. And when I asked him why he quit, he was like, I just want to do fucking air conditioning work. I don't want to do all the paperwork, the taxes, the, all the bullshit that comes with it. I don't want to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to work on air conditioners. And that's kind of how I feel about like, you know, shit like that. It's like your, your passion maybe into like making music and that's it. You know, you don't want to have to do all the other bullshit that comes with it. And <laughs> Yeah. And especially I think in today, I mean, that's like, you still got to do it, even if you don't want to, you know, Um, a lot of it does also come down to money. I mean, if you have the money to have someone else to do, you know, some of the different things, it's like, that's always good. But yeah. Oh, not even just that. I mean, a band, you're, you're, you're like a team working together. So you can always like, you know, whatever each individual is good at other than making music, they can always bring that into the band as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Definitely trying to utilize our different strengths. And yeah, uh, so that was one of the nice things about, you know, once I had band members, uh, definitely helping out on different aspects that like, um, to keep myself from getting too overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, for sure. I see. That's kind of like, like, like a podcast. I do not want to do social media period i hate it i can't do it neither can adam we both suck yeah. shit at social media 100 percent. but we enjoy doing this <laughs> yeah social media is it's the worst uh yeah it it's really like is. It, it, it that's definitely my least favorite part actually yeah i mean dancing demons uh one of the songs from my band tp is kind of about it but uh the like social media addiction is like it's one of those things that like you know, um, being stuck in like the dopamine loop of yeah. posting, but also just the fact that, uh, it's taking away from 
so much like precious time that you have. I mean, time that you could be spending with people that you care about or, you know, or working more on the passion. And, um, I actually don't hate create creating content, but, uh, it's the constant posting and stuff. I mean, it, it takes a huge, uh, mental toll over time. Oh, for sure. And that's one thing. So I, I never posted in general, like on any of my social, I mean, like every now and then I, I do, but I hardly ever post on social media, period. So now I have like this podcast where it's like, if I don't post, people aren't going to listen to it. But it's like, I have issues with like, I don't know. I just, I don't know, man. It's, 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 I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I try to talk about it with my wife and stuff, but like, I don't want to make a thousand posts of like just random shit that I don't really care about just to get interactions. Yeah. They're like, maybe you don't feel are actually genuine. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be like a genuine individual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard to do that because I don't know. It's just weird, you know? Yeah. It can be hard. Um, It's one of those things that at least for me, it's like, I know like, it's like, I still got to do it at the end of the day, but um, yeah, you know, it does take a lot. So I'm trying to get better with time management um, yeah. and to, you know, only be on my phone or anything else like when I'm actually posting. But also a big part of social media is interacting with other people as well. So I'm terrible it, at that. <laughs> yeah, it's all about finding the balance for sure. Yeah, I know something that my band that we will be doing is just being way more active on, you know, platforms like TikTok and Instagram and because as much as like it takes you out of your comfort zone, it's one of the best forms of, uh, you know, of exposure that doesn't cost any money to do. Yeah. So I see I'm better in like a, like a, like a one V one situation where it's just like me and who, you know, just, I'm better in like the DMS, you know, I can slide into anybody's DMS and talk, you know, all day long, you know, but when it comes to like group settings, I have like anxiety about it and even on social media like posting to a large audience is so fucking hard but i can talk to you all day like one-on-one yeah i feel it you know it's just it's so hard for me to get over it and that's what you know we've been like we've been lucky this far because we've been relying on like word of mouth a lot and you know we're we're hitting our goals still that we set with as far as like average monthly listeners and shit like that so we're hitting our goals we're we're growing. It's slower than what we would probably do if we were to post, you know, random shit. But I, I kind of don't mind growing slowly. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Also, I'm not putting in you know a shit ton of money into this as well. So, you know, I can understand whereas a band would want to grow fast as a, for like a fast return on on their investment. But I'm not hardly putting any money into this. So. Yeah, I think uh, the consistency is kind of the key of it all. Um, And uh, to really try to not stall overall. Yeah, we've we've missed one Thursday since we since we started last June. And that's awesome. It wasn't that Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving Thursday. That's the only Thursday we didn't post. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only Thursday we didn't post was Thanksgiving. There was no point. No, I mean, not, not like. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel like, you know, people are hanging out with their families, people are traveling, people are, you know, doing, they're, they're just busy. So I was just like, we're not even going to bother posting this week. So, yeah, that makes sense. 
yeah but uh, you know other than that we've we've been very consistent in trying to um that, that, that's those are the two things because i took a little bit of a social marketing class or whatever and it, the two things that they hit on them like there's three aspects of it or whatever but the two biggest ones are consistency and word of mouth so i'm just nice to everybody and we post consistently and that's like that's what we're relying on the hardest <laughs> I mean, that sounds like the sounds like two important rules to me. Yeah, yeah. Definitely be nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we we try. That's like the main thing is like you know I'm I'm try to be nice, you know. Which I mean, that's not a hard thing to do. But um, let's get back to the music, man. Uh, what are some things that you're enjoying currently? Um. So I did mention. Uh, Georgia Smith. Yes. Um, she's definitely a big one. Uh, another band that uh, I was listening to a lot last year and this year, uh, they're called Tops. And they're just, uh, I don't know, I guess it would just be like an indie rock, maybe a little bit more on like the shoegaze side of things. Okay. Uh, but they will... Um, they will do some different instruments like synth. Uh, the singer also, she plays guitar, but she also plays the flute sometimes, which is pretty cool. Nice. They put out an EP last year called Empty Seats. And there's a song from there called Future Waits, which I love that song. Um, and let me think of another one. There's this uh, from the album, I Feel Alive. There is a song called Direct Sunlight that is super good too. Um, and she has a flute solo in that that um it's it's just a very fun and happy uh song. Her voice is very light. Yeah. Uh, it's very airy in a way, but uh I don't know. It's it's definitely a very specific type of vibe for a song, but yeah. And, my yeah. my oldest daughter is learning how to play the flute. <laughs> oh, that's oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing pretty good at it. I mean, woodwinds are hard. Uh, I tried learning. Uh, that was a self-taught instrument that I think I never got too far in, but I was teaching myself how to play a saxophone. Oh, nice. And I know the fingering patterns for saxophone and other woodwind instruments are pretty similar, but um, anything with a reed, I mean, it was really hard. I was just squeaking like crazy, sounding like a, a duck that was dying. Yeah. I didn't know, but I found this out the other day. The piano is considered to be a percussion instrument. Did y'all know that? Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, because of the hammers hitting the the strings. The strings. The vibrations makes sense. The organ, the organ, is a woodwind instrument. Oh. Isn't that the weirdest shit ever? <laughs> yeah, makes sense. I guess. <laughs> It's like they both got keys. <laughs> I guess the way the sound comes yeah, out that is it different. Ultimately comes yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, the way that sound ultimately exits the instrument. <laughs> yeah, I was. I thought that was the craziest shit. Yeah, it is. It is a uh, pretty strange when you get into like the mechanics of it, and also just amazing. Yeah, you, for sure. My little brother actually he learned uh, how to tune pianos, so. That was I didn't even know that was do. a fucking thing. Hmm. How do you yeah. tune a piano? Is it just like tightening of the strings and shit? Or? 
Yeah, if you open up a piano, you can uh, tighten or loosen uh, each individual wow. string to. You know, oh my god, that would suck ass. <laughs> yeah, if the whole thing's out of tune, it could be pretty bad. Uh, I think when a lot of people will do maintenance on a piano, it's usually not that far off. But if yeah. you're doing an old one, it could it might take a while. I'm sure. Oh wow, that would suck. Just, I just think about all the strings on those motherfuckers. I've opened a piano before, and there's a lot of strings in those bitches. Dude. Yeah, it's a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam, you got anything? Yeah, so we talk a little bit about your like writing process. I'm always interested to hear how that works. So like, do you start you know, writing like lyrics or a melody or just, you know, let us know a little bit about that. Um, I think it usually starts with a guitar riff. I think that's the most common thing. It's funny because I feel like the process for my songs in general are always just so different. Um, mm -hmm. Like for Silent Hex, for example, I think that song was written from front to end, which does not usually happen. Like we, the intro riff was actually just written and then I went straight into the verse um, and then straight into the chorus and that just felt very natural to do, but I know uh, songs on uh, that are coming out um, later this year. I know for a lot of them, it was the chorus was written first, or the vocal melody for the most part was written first, and then music was written around it. And I know in this genre of music too, the chord progression is always important in the sense that the bass guitar, the bass isn't always as active as the guitars, but it is like you know the foundation for holding the chord progression together and. But sometimes, you know, when I'm writing lyrics um, and I'm singing, like sometimes I'm just playing the the chords on a regular guitar and later uh, the bass will, you know, be playing those same chords, but then I'll, I'll write, you know, my grooves around that. So, yeah. And then sometimes a drum beat too. I know for Home Is At Home Anymore from my uh, self-titled EP, the first song in the EP, I wrote the drums like... I mean, thing. I just get randomly like I wrote the intro for the EP while I was like walking around in a grocery store. It sounds really mm -hmm. weird, but uh, I just thought of that beat, and then when I got home, I just you know I tabbed it out, um, and it came to life that way. And that doesn't always usually happen, actually. And actually, the EP before I started using a DAW, I was using a Looper uh, pedal, and that was a big thing for me writing because I would write a guitar riff and then I would uh, chord that to a loop and then I would start writing another riff on top of it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I guess I write in a whole bunch of different ways. <laughs> um, yeah. It really just depends on, uh, as far as like the, the lyrical content, what do you do? You, I mean, I know most people write the lyrical content over the beat. Like, you know, once you have the song fleshed out. Yeah. I guess the lyrical content that just comes to me so randomly but at least the melody lines sometimes the usually the melody lines are are there way before the lyrics ever are and then i have to try to match the lyrics to the melody line and some and f you know as a result of that usually the melody line will change to then a little bit uh so that the lyrics make sense after the lyrics are done then sometimes i go back and i change the guitars or something very slightly <laughs> just to match like you know very minute sections of vocal melodies so that there's more you know cohesion with with them and i think that's like probably one of the biggest like 
um, aspects of being somebody who writes most of these songs by mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Um, it's just that, you know, because I write the different things, I do like to have like a lot of syncopation and, and, you know, sometimes even the drums then will change um, too, so that it will, so that, you know, the, the drums can uh, do like accent hits at the same time that I'm doing a vocal melody and the guitars and the bass so that, you know, it's a certain parts can uh, be more punchy. So, but yeah. then sometimes you, I just uh, kind of let things go and, and uh, it's, it, it, I guess it mostly depends on the vibe too. If I'm going for a more calm thing, then usually uh, those things don't matter as much, but whenever there's like a high energy song, there's typically a lot of revisions that go through before I'm like ready to record it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, we actually have a couple of Patreon questions. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you go join our Patreon and ask some questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible yeah. at this, but yeah, if you want to join our Patreon, we, you can call Adam names and ask questions. So it's two perks. <laughs> yeah. All good stuff. Um, this question, these are both from, uh, enormous Adam. That's his discord name. Uh, Matt is his name. Um, he wants to know how y'all got to be so awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, we're not, <laughs> it took some time, but, uh, a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully, you know, with the new stuff, maybe we'll be even more awesome. Yeah, there you go. I'm excited to hear that. And then he also wants to know if y'all like the movie Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, uh, wow. That's a classic, man. He's got the little Trans Am. Who was it, Burt Reynolds? Yeah, it's Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the little Trans Am. You know, I don't know if I've seen it, but I'm going to watch it now. And there you go. I will have a more informed opinion. All right. Yeah. Ask him later and he'll let you know. <laughs> great, great questions. Yeah. Yeah. Join the Patreon. It's fun. You get uh, Discord perks too. A cool little name or whatever, name badge or something. I don't know. I don't handle Discord. So I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> we in there. Yeah. Uh, and then let's get a, we don't have very many questions left, but, um, we like to follow if you have any like friends bands you want to throw in here, anybody you want to, you know, any of your friends bands or anything like that, anybody you've toured with that you want to kind of give a shout out to, um, put a song on here. Yeah. So, um, I'll give a shout out to, uh, this band, uh, they're called Haven state. Um, they are one of the few bands in Pittsburgh that kind of play, uh, similar style to us as far as there's not a lot of post hardcore bands in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely seems like that's more of a, of a West coast type of thing, but yeah. yeah Haven state is they're from our city and, uh, the guitarist from that band, he actually plays uh, second guitar for us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, they do some pretty crazy stuff there. They have a song called running that is really good. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I would go and check them out. They do a lot of crazy stuff. And then also I'll just give a shout out to, uh, I met a Yeti. Um, because yeah, they have always been such a cool band and Daisy, For sure. Daisy, their vocalist, she will be actually mm-hmm. featuring on, uh, 
future space weather song. So Let's I don't think go. I've announced that officially yet, but you know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We actually have another. So Daisy's she's been getting it, man. She she's on one of the properties of nature song that's about to come out. Oh yeah. There's a newer band called Grapevine Gossip. She's going to be featured on one of their songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. told me that she was doing a lot of features recently. So and that's awesome. I, yeah, I absolutely love that. I mean, for sure. And then, um, we're, so uh, we're supposed to have uh, Resilia on. Uh, I already hit up John Benoit, and he's he said that uh, he's going to try and make it to where um, both of them can be on at the same time. So, tell you what, John is probably the best guitarist like in the scene right now. I mean, bro, he is so fucking good. Yeah. I just, if you watch videos of him playing, I mean, there's just a specific level of a, I don't know to put it into like perspective. It's like, I think I can write good songs, but uh, (laughs) to actually play them and stuff. I mean, he is the type of individual that when he is actually playing like when you think of like recording music, sometimes people go, you know, sometimes people can do everything in one take. And uh, I definitely think he's one of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the riffs he writes, I, they make me want to like put on swimming trunks and sandals and like crack open a beer, man. Like it's like straight <laughs> beach vibes. All of his fucking riffs are like, they're just so fucking like beach chill vibes, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would say a lot of guitar players, um, he his style of playing has a yeah. very it's specific type of personality to it you know uh yeah. that is very unique and uh just another reason why i mean like, i think what he's... is that song i remember when this song first came out and i was like dude i want to go to the beach now and it was um i think it was yeah gambit when gambit came out god damn dude that's oh, what yeah. makes me want to go to the fucking beach 100 i love that song <laughs> mm-hmm. all of their music is uh so good yeah um, sure. But I'll also give a shout out to my drummer's band. Uh, they are called Nefel, and uh, their band is actually instrumental, but they do some really complex and fun stuff. Uh, they definitely have a big uh, Animals as Leaders vibe going on, and they have one of their guitarists. Is that where really... they got their name from? Um, I believe so. Okay. Uh, don't quote <laughs> me on that. But um, yeah, I mean, their guitarist he can do like this, uh, the thumping thing that, uh, Oh yeah. That's great. Does that, uh, I mean, that is a really hard technique to do, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they do some pretty next level stuff. So I just want to give a shout out to them too. Um, they have, uh, a song called time under tension that, uh, goes hard. All right. I'll check that out for sure. You never gave us a Yeti song. Let's get a Yeti song. Oh yeah. Yeti song. Oh geez. Um, I'll probably say Cthulhu, honestly. I yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of all of their music, but uh, Cthulhu. I just really like the energy in that song. It is. Uh, it's a song that just makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, they were one of the first bands to let me interview them like over three years ago. So they'll they'll always have like a special place in my heart. You know, they're because I because I did this for like three years ago by myself, and I had to put it on pause. But they were one of the bands. Um, let me interview them. So that's that's sweet. I mean, and they've yeah. grown like crazy since then too. Yeah, for sure. But um, and then give us the last song you listened to on Spotify. The last song I listened. 
Spotify. Well, I think that uh, I don't know why it's saying that the last song I listened to was that can't be right. It is saying Paramore, which that isn't not right because I love Paramore, but I don't know why this song was on. But just for the sake of since I'm there, we'll say the song Careful from Paramore. All right. That'll work. Because that's just a good song. Yeah. All right, Adam, you want to do the... Sure. We got to get the songs, too, so get the songs as well from them. Yeah. So we want to give you some time to just shout out your social media handles, anything anything else maybe we didn't talk about the band has coming up. Um, So, yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah, so, I mean, our handles on uh, Instagram and Facebook is uh, Space Weather Music. And then Twitter, we are Space Weather US, which feels very official to me. Um, and uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for a new music video. We're thinking maybe the end of May. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, and just be on the lookout for some new music too. It's going to be some pretty crazy stuff. Some of it sounds like our old stuff and then some of it doesn't at all. So anybody listening, I hope that you enjoy it. Right on. Yeah. And then we're going to want to add a couple of your songs to, like, to open the playlist and close the playlist. So which two songs would you want to do for that? We'll open it with Silent Hex. Yeah. I think we'll just close it with Dancing Demons because I feel like that's just, just a good way to go out. Mm. There you go. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, our, it's our typical uh, closer whenever we play sets, so it feels very fitting. For sure. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you giving us some of your time tonight, man. We thank you so much for for that. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you guys so for much. having me. Yeah, anytime, dude. Anytime you want to just promote something or whatever, just hit us up. We have um we're starting to do like live episodes in our Discord once a month. So whenever you have like the music video or just a new song coming out, you can just come do one of those live shows with us. That sounds cool. Yeah, man, it's it's been pretty fun. We did one, and we got another one scheduled coming up. It's a it's a new thing we're starting to do just to kind of branch out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did one with uh, an artist named Ghost Shaft. He's really dope. He made our theme song, and it's the hardest goddamn podcast theme song I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so we, we got another one coming up. I think this next one's going to be with um, Mark and Jack from Alucius oh yeah. nice nice yeah cool. i like them yeah super super nice dudes and then yeah we're just we're just, you know start recruiting people to do those for us because the live episodes hopefully we'll get it to where they're gonna be a lot of fun once you know everything pans out that that last one we did was a lot of fun too so yeah i i definitely uh would love to come back um anytime and um that's cool also that you guys are doing that stuff in discord i think that's going to be a next move of ours too is to uh we've had a discord for a while but we've kept it private but we're gonna i think open up and have the community on there and it's a great place to you know keep everybody engaged i had um i had a guy set mine up i I paid him he's super nice it was it was uh you know it was adam he set ours up Mm -hmm. he didn't charge us a whole lot it was like a one-time thing and then he also mods it for us a little bit but he set it up to where it looks like real professional everything and it looks really good. So he also linked like our Patreon to it for that stuff. And like, we can like 
debut these playlists in there if we wanted to shit like that like it's really cool all the shit that he hooked up for us so shout yeah. out matt that sounds awesome <laughs> but yeah man we appreciate you so much and um you have a nice night dude yeah you guys have a good night too and uh thanks again for having me on yeah no problem thank you <laughs> later good night Thank you.